1: Hey, 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 it's FeOJ. J. Welcome to The Motion Champions, an extra special season of The Motion, a debate podcast where two guests with conflicting opinions engage in an intellectual and fierce tug of war to sway my vote to their side of The Motion. Win The Motion once, fair enough. But win The Motion twice against a fellow winner of The Motion. Now that is a champion. So join us as we determine who the true champions are to have your emotions set in motion in a way they've never lived them before. It's no secret that we often center romantic relationships over friendships, whether in TV, research, or even our own personal life choices. But have we missed a trick? Debating that true friendship is the ship that will not sink we have Reddy. Hey, thanks for having me. Also known as XO Rennie, a content creator and marketing consultant. And on the other side, we have Veronica. How are you doing, Veronica? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Veronica is a young public health professional interested in the ways communities take better care of each other. She's also the host of I Don't Know To Be Honest podcast, where she and Michelle explore things they don't know. Just a little icebreaker linked to our topic. I really hope you've both watched Insecure. No? No. Have you watched The Best Man? Not The Best Man either? No. no. Have you watched Friends?
2: Yeah! No.
1: no. No. I was going to basically be like, okay, what person are you in, like, said friendship group? The audience now know that you haven't watched any of those shows. I think that says a lot about you, too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I was going to create this on the fly. You're both going out. You have five minutes. Would you tell your friend if she looked bad, considering that you have five minutes to go, You see what she's wearing, or maybe her makeup's like, she was doing it in one light, and then now she stepped out, the light's a bit, you know?
2: I would definitely tell them. I feel like that's a common courtesy for anyone, even if they're not your friend. Obviously I would say it in a loving way, but yes, I would definitely tell them that maybe we can redo your makeup, change the outfit. There's always another train. We'll be okay.
0: I have been on this in this situation before and what we've done is I've gone, Oh my gosh, girl, that foundation is doing oxidization. But you know what I'm I am very resourceful so I know how to correct these things. In the train, we are fixing this ish, or you know, like they're easy ways to kind of lift up an outfit because I also feel like in these situations you really do need to uphold care and sometimes your friend might have taken a lot of time looking this way and okay it might not be your preference but is it theirs and we don't want to destroy their self-esteem in the same way.
1: As a special twist this season whoever gives the best icebreaker answer gets an I'm gonna let you finish or as you might recognize it I'm really happy for you. I'll let you finish. And that is an opportunity to interrupt once and once only during the first section of the debate. This episode goes to... I am going to give it to Veronica. It made me laugh first of all with the oxidation. (laughs) And you also managed to, you know, make the train as well. So,
2: Do trains not come regularly in in the UK? Like, is that a thing? I
1: feel like our our metro system is a lot more
0: refined than Canada. (laughs) I will have you know.
2: With all that out the way, it's time
1: for the opening statements, a rough summary of what you think and why.
2: And when we think about all of these other interpersonal relationships, whether it's like your familiar relationships, acquaintances, romantic, work, whatever it is, they're all fleeting. And it's because friendship has that element of choice where you're able to choose exactly who you are partnered with, unlike a familial relationship or your work relationship, for example. And the choice and the intentionality behind it, I think is what makes all the difference. This is not to say that all friendships that exist ever are good quality friendships, but when you have an intentional, thoughtful, and purpose friendship, it will work. And I know that romantic relationships do have a choice with it, but I think that unless friendship is at the core of your romantic relationship as well, it's, it's also not going to work.
0: I believe that all relationships in essence are fleeting. 20 friends cannot play together for 20 years. The essence of my argument is all relationships require work. The grass is not greener where you stand. The grass is greener where you water it. That applies to friendships that applies to romantic relationships, familial relationships, furthermore, the relationships with self. The only thing that makes our relationships worthwhile is the work we put in them. Therefore, we can't attribute the fact that if we put more work into a specific place, if you put more intention into a specific place, you can't then say, oh, well, I wonder why this is the only thing that's working. Maybe we should apply that type of intention and intentionality, and in essence, joy and safety across all of the relationships we create whilst it might be easier in friendship i think it's often interesting for us to examine why we find that so easier in friendships and why not for example we would choose that type of dynamic with our romantic relationships why are we choosing to settle there
1: <laughs> you have put me in a, in a very difficult and sticky situation veronica <laughs> it is sticky but i still have questions to ask While you have said that, you know, all relationships kind of need this work and need this intentionality and et cetera, you're in health, so I'm going to come to you. There has been research that shows that where, for example, friendships are the source of strain, then um, participants reported like more chronic illnesses, whereas where they're the source of support, participants were happier. And I think that shows that the kind of element of psychological growth that we get in friendships that we may not get in other relationship forms. In other relationships, whether it's your family, whether it's romance, in my opinion, they can only work if friendship is the backbone. What do you have to say to that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I would say that speaking on a health background, I do agree. I also do agree that I think generally people overplace the intentionality that we have on romantic relationships because I think that people often I- assume that romantic relationships need to fulfill all those different spaces within our lives. However, what I will say in rebuttal to your statement is that what those studies tend to look at is the element of co regulation. Some of the earliest examples that we have of co-regulation where sometimes it might not always go well in the long run is the co-regulation we have with our caregivers that can be family or parents or you know guardians so I would say in argument to that there is a way in which friendship is inherently important I am in love with my friends but there is also an additional form of healing that I do think people do get from romantic relationships. And I think it's very important to understand and if you so wish to explore those dynamics in romantic relationships too, because man cannot survive on one thing alone.
1: Fantastic answer. And it's a lot easier, I think, to keep friendships where you kind of compartmentalize them in a sense. And do you find that with Renny, because we have different friends with different things and there's a lot of them, like let's say you have nine friends to every romantic partner. Whereas like a romantic relationship, it's more of a chance thing. It doesn't come around so often that you meet someone that you're like, I want to build a life with you. Because of that, do you not think it might be worth placing more of an emphasis or focusing more on that relationship form since it comes around less often?
2: I don't know. I'm picky in both my friendships and my relationships, which is why maybe I'm not understanding the question because I feel like I don't just become friends with anyone. I can be an acquaintance with anyone. I can be an associate with anyone, but I actually, I don't have that many friends because I have a handful of people who I'm very intentional about. You're
1: basically saying that there's no difference in like criteria, in how you're choosing them. What would you say the difference is in your partner then? What is your romantic partner like? fulfilling that
2: your friends aren't? I guess the romantic side of things. So I guess, hmm, that's a good question. I feel like you're right. Like I can have a friend to go out clubbing. I have a friend to go out to do this. I have a friend to do this. But my partner has, has to have all of those things in one. Is that what you're
1: saying? That was the point <laughs> that I was kind of um, hinting at before. I guess what you realized just said that, oh wow. My partner actually is more than my friends. It didn't really help your argument, but it was a great answer. (laughs) But
2: the basis, it started off with friendship, I will say that. Because I feel like you could date anyone, you could be with anyone without actually having that friendship, but will it last is the real question. And I think that the reason why we've lasted is because we have that baseline of friendship. Because after the, the lust or the attraction wears off when that person's pissing you off, the thing that's gonna keep you guys actually together is is the friendship.
1: I understand that. And I think with family ties, right, you may be more likely to kind of let your family get away with things that you wouldn't with your friends because that's your family, which I think works in a lot of senses. But I think you might find that when you look back, you may be like, you know what's that situation, you know, might have actually been a, a bit toxic like when I was 10. But because you don't have that choice, you're kind of not able to, I guess, interrogate that. And I think in a similar sense with like romantic relationships, you do have that kind of attraction there. And you know, there was a show, love is blind is love blind. whether love is blind or not, I think love blinds. I think it's very easy to look at things with like tinted glasses because this guy is six foot tall maybe, or because maybe not even as superficial as that. With friendship, we're more likely to be a lot more logical. So that kind of intentionality and that joy that you were talking about in your opening statement, I think you're more likely to do that in a friendship environment.
0: Can I ask, is that just how you would do it or is that how we would do it? Because I would disagree because it is the way that people view things and ultimately if I'm speaking on a general perspective you might have heard of the receipts or the dilemmas that like that podcast presents Wednesday on Wednesday on Wednesday on Wednesday they're getting paragraphs of people putting stock and intention into the way that they create their romantic relationships and I think ultimately it goes down into what you value as important. I think inherently you talked about compartmentalization earlier but romantic relationships are also inherently compartmentalized there's a reason why we do want our romantic partner to fulfill a few more needs than your friends generally do mainly the sexual and two you know I said that quote 20 friends for 20 years even though you imagine that you might be spending like the next few years cultivating your friendships you actively plan on how you will spend the next 20 years cultivating a relationship with a partner if you want to settle down and you want to get married. And I think ultimately, it's the way that we view intimacy that counts. And ultimately, with the stock and the co-regulation that people inherently put into romantic relationships, that's why I think there is a belief that that is a ship that's more likely to be viable, as opposed to seeing the issue as being the work and expanding our notions on intimacy and expanding our notions on romance because why can't we experience romance in more places? Also, have we not talked about the relationship with self? That's a relationship that's never gonna die.
1: It dies when you die. (laughs) That was a fantastic spin around, a fantastic rebuttal. But I will say that if we actually look at where we kind of go wrong with like relationships and whether this is self, which a lot of people, for example, don't have self-love because they don't know how to be friends with themselves. How do you learn to be friends with yourself? You learn to be friends with someone else. Your friends, for example, I think are able to see things in you that you can't. And yes, we have stock in romantic relationships and people build. But I think that potentially the reason why we see the numbers that we see, for example, in divorce and separation, is because we've got it so wrong from the beginning.
0: Not always. I disagree. I think that sometimes things pop up. Even though friendship is inherently important, I think it's placing a lot of stock into friendship because just like there are abusive relationships, there are abusive friendships. There's so many reasons as to why relationships break down. All of us on the call have been blessed with really long-standing friends, but I want us to know that that isn't the norm. When we realise that isn't the norm, we understand why so many people put such stock into romantic relationships. There are people that struggle with long-term loneliness and really struggle with making friends. Loneliness statistics, for example, in the UK, 9.8% of all young people who are currently in friendship groups are currently lonely. And okay, there might be issues around self-esteem. There might be issues around self-degradation that come into this. And there might be issues around bullying and self-worth that come into this, definitely. However, we can't hide the fact that romantic relationships are also inherently healing in the way people learn how to co-regulate with themselves.
1: You're coming in strong. I want to pose the question to your side, Renny, because in terms of growth, for example, to an extent, I think romantic relationships, you're able to go to a level where you're kind of more vulnerable because you're becoming versions of yourself that you don't recognize. I think the context in which we grow in, say, a familial relationship or a friendship is a lot more recognizable. And there's definitely something to be said about the added vulnerability that comes with a relationship that aids development.
2: Could you explain what type of vulnerability you're referring to in in a romantic relationship? Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. Without, before I start crying, about you know, thinking about sex and relationships, <laughs> I think that there is, there is a deep kind of feeling in a sense of like, honestly, I don't even know if I can put it into words. I think it's that feeling where you're just like, I love this person. And if they were to break me, it would really, really break me. I think that's why when people come out and people have such a tough time going through breakups because the level of the intensity of emotions, the level of growth, being so safe with someone and to know that that can end another day. I don't think that's something we should take for granted.
2: But I would say that if you, like, maybe as a kid, you don't have those type of friendships, but I feel like as you get older, that's how you feel in your friendships too. Like, I am so vulnerable <laughs> with my friends that, like, last year, a friend and I who I've known for, like, 18 years, we, we stopped being friends. And that actually hurt a lot, right? It maybe even hurt more than a relationship breakup. I don't know. You should have vulnerability in all of your relationships. That's what enhances the quality of the relationship.
1: I do believe that, you know, friendship breakups are a thing. That like, it could be the, to the way that we've built them up, but I do think there's an element that it's like people, for example, take three, five years to get over some breakup. And it's the thing that we said about choice and about the pool that we're selecting from. You still have more times other friends. They might not be replaceable, but it's not like you've gone to a part like this person is my partner. And now I don't have anyone to fill that role, but I still have other friends.
2: But then again, how many people are there in this world? There are so many people... I don't believe in the concept of soulmates and like there's only one person for you. If there was only one person for you, then the whole world would be messed up because people would be uh, with the wrong person, right? So if someone's with my person, then what? I'm going to get married to the wrong person? Like, how does that work? So I think that you are talking from idealistic, oh, this one person is my whole life and like everything, but technically like there's there's always going to be another person who you would mesh with well because friendship is the basis of the relationship. So just as you can go out and find, and f- make friends with other people you can go out make friends with another person and then turn that into a romantic relationship
1: i don't agree with soulmates but i don't think that there is like an equal amount of potential partners and potential friends i'll
0: let you finish niggas come
1: and go period Is your help for the other side is this on purpose hey, no no i'm not
0: helping the other side i'm helping me i'll get that um, <laughs> but like niggas come and go And I genuinely do believe that, like, it's the intention that we pour into ourselves and the way that we choose to find romance is what needs to happen. Also, we're thinking about these types of relationships from a very, like, cis-hetero perspective, Have we widened out the expansionality of romance to include queer relationships, polyamorous relationships, where those relationships, you can actually have romance with different people at different times. Inherently, there is a a reason why romantic love is not called platonic love. And inherently, when we think about the differences in meanings, people talk about like, oh, how romantic relationships can lead you astray. You know what also can lead you astray? Bad friends. Y'all heard of peer pressure? Friends have people moving packs across country lines, like perceived notions of friends, perceived notions of social dynamics, have people doing wild, wild things. I think inherently this comes down to the notion that romantic love is scarce, which I don't agree with by nature. If you come from that example that romantic love is scarce, you're going to get into a romantic relationship and you're going to lose your head. You're going to think that because this, this is the only time that this can happen to me, my dear God, I'm going to die on the line. But if you approach romance in a sense of expansion and abundance, if you understand how easy things flow into your hand, things flow out, you will experience the love and the healing. And whilst romantic relationships might be sometimes a lot more shorter term than many people's friendships, it's inherently necessary with expansion and grace. What about those people that have fantastic friends, but still those people are still saying, well, yo, friends ain't everything. There's also a part of me that does need to grow in a space of romance.
1: That's me. I am that person. I have amazing friends. You guys probably think you have the best friends in the world. You don't. <laughs> Sorry, but you don't. Like, I generally do. But I think I want to ask you, Veronica, do you think currently this society centres romantic relationships? Yes. Relationships that you mentioned, right, where you can kind of get abundance and expansion. Do you feel like maybe it's because there's not as much power play? So when we're dealing with, like, cis-hetero relationships and kind of why they end up breaking down a lot of the time is because they have played with the same things that we see in society, whether it's gender norms and all of that stuff. And I think the reason why we're able to see such expansive forms come about and you're now seeing friends marry each other and say, we're still going to have... Whoever on the side to fulfill the part that like we don't really care that much about, but I'm going to marry my friend and I'm going to we're going to raise our children together in this kind of community and house, which you're seeing a lot more now is because we're removing kind of that sense of power play and allowing a form, whether you allow me to call it friendship, but I'm going to call it a more amicable relationship form which some may say is closer to friendship than the romantic the kind of romantic sense of relationship that is centered in our society
0: when thinking about like the different forms of relationships i want to actually just stress like why are we in such a hurry to say that like well because this has component a b c and d i have to call it a friendship because it doesn't have what if to somebody else, that's what they review a romantic relationship as? Why aren't we allowing the, the definitions of romance to expand with the way people choose to see relationships? I do think that like gender norms and all that I would call the political hagger of the world does actually centre the way and does actually influence the way that we view romance and we, the way that we view... Connection with each other in general. I mean, that even exists in queer spaces across women and women. You still get gender norms when some people present more present more masculine and other people present more feminine. So toxic masculinity is prevalent everywhere.
1: I find that we are often trying to recreate things that we see failing. To me, like, I don't understand it. So when I'm saying, like, oh, is it closer to the, a relationship, Form that like may look like friendship more than what we see as romantic it's not saying oh that can't be romantic and there's not romance in it but i just don't see why we try and recreate something that that is plagued
0: but why are romantic relationships plagued
1: we can see it in the numbers like, i guess that's another debate on whether longevity mm-hmm. is, is what we're kind of aiming for but i just think if you look at the intention in which people are entering relationships to me i'd say it's plagued if if they're not fulfilled in that Let's get back to the motion. I feel like it's been a really interesting conversation, but I still have a decision to make. And I feel like Renny, you know, it's it's been quite it's been quite easy for you, but there's still a debate to be had. So I'm gonna allow you guys to directly interact with each other. I would say that people are generally in a clearer headspace when they're seeking friends than when they're seeking romantic partners. And I think this is so clear when they come out of it and they're like, wow, like, I don't even know who I was in that. I don't even know how I let myself do those kind of things. I genuinely think that that is the case more than not. I think
0: I'm a little bit older than both of you guys. I think the older you get, the more intention you put into finding your romantic partner and the less you're looking at the friends you have around you because they've been around for a long time. Because you're very aware of how long it takes to create good friendships, the more likely you are to let things slide. And so then things fester under the surface and then one day the friend doesn't attend a birthday dinner then everything is up in arms so therefore I would argue that as people's priorities change as people do get older we often do need to examine what they're actually likely or willing to put up with in both cases because for people that have been single for a significant amount of time and then as they get to a certain age they're less likely to put up with certain things from certain partners from what I've seen with women that have done the work less likely however the friends they have around them someone could stab them in the back they'll be like ah (laughs) Let me just go to Amy to patch
2: up. Why do you think so many marriages end in divorce? Do you think it's because the basis of the relationship is not friendship? I think in Canada, it was 42% of marriages end.
0: Oh, wow. That's quite learned. Like, you know, in some places, it's just 50. Are people always getting married for the right reasons? Are people choosing people that are meant to be boyfriends or things, and giving them husband, wife, long-term partner, Civil partnership title. I'm sure that the reasons are multifactorial because that 50% that ended in divorce, I'm pretty sure that a vast majority of that 50%, those people were friends as well. But yeah, it could still end in divorce. So maybe it's the hurry to be couple, coupled. It's the hurry to ensure that when you're in a romantic space, this thing has to be all encompassing and it has to live into what you need it to rather than understanding that things are things for a reason. Like rather than holding the romantic healing in the container that it needs to be held in, and instead you're putting it into a container that it doesn't fit into.
2: Which container does it fall into? Where, what is this romantic healing container?
0: Oh my gosh, like every single person I've been in a relationship with, I thought they were going to be my long-term partner. They are not. That doesn't discredit from what that relationship was. But instead, how about I view romantic relationships as healing for the period of time that they're meant to be healing for. You get all that healing from them. And then people that are meant to be your long-term partner, there are other things that they will feel rather than making those people that weren't compatible for me not because of friendship but because of all these other reasons and i was like okay you no, know, this person's gonna be my husband
1: That nah, they don't have to be all of this kind of starts from a point of intention what intention is it when you go into the relationship and you also mentioned that a lot of marriages or relationships right now end in divorce or separation because people maybe rush into it and my question is do you not think the reason why a lot of people are so kind of clouded is because that's the relationship form that we center the most. So we're not currently living in a world where all relationships are seen the same. There's not a friendship day. I mean, there's like a national friendship there day, there's there's there a national hot dog day as well, Do you know what I mean? There's not like <laughs> there's not like a set aside day like there is Valentine's Day. It's not a whole event. Like this is what we're centering right now and I think That is why we're able to talk about so many things going wrong and people having the wrong intentions because we've centred, in my opinion, the wrong relationship form. I understand I'm young, I'm 24, but I would say that, like... I wasn't just raised by my mum. I have about seven mums. And these are people that my mum has met from school. These are people that my mum have met literally in the last five years. And I don't think that the older that we get, I think you actually need your friends the older that you get, because your partner is gonna frustrate you, especially when you start to have children when you start to realise that you actually can't do it alone and you actually need to build up a village and not just a family. That's where friends play a pivotal role so I won't say that they're just something that we should you know, discard the older that we get.
0: I don't think you should discard your friends the older you get at all, that's not my view. Like I do agree, I do think that romantic relationships are heavily prioritised over friendships but why does there need to be a priority is my point. I personally can't argue for the hierarchy of friendship over relationship and I can't also argue for the hierarchy of romantic relationship over friendship because both are needed. Why do we need to pit both of them against each other. And I think that is my argument. The grass is greener where you water it. And inherently, romance is inherently important to how people create life, as well as romantic relationships are inherently important to different ways that you know and develop how you also show love to your friends. Because I also do think that if you hadn't received a certain type of romantic relationship or had no idea what you wanted that to look like, that would look different to how you express it.
2: One thing I do disagree on, you said that we don't need to pit them against each other. I don't know if anyone's putting them against each other. I just think that the basis of your romantic relationship should be friendship. If you want it to last. Of course, we all have different intentions behind why we get into relationships. So, of course, I can get into a romantic relationship being like, this is just for fun. I don't want it to last a long time, blah, blah, blah. And that's still a romantic relationship. Still may get something great out of it, and then we move from there. But I think that if you truly want your relationship to last... There needs to be some sort of commonality um, friendship behind it like actually developing that that friendship before you ever move on to a relationship what
1: Renny said just helped there because I'm trust me, I'm not trying to pit um, them against each other and as much as I said as much as I love my friends like I desire to be in a marriage I generally desire to like build a family with one person I understand that other people you know have different desires and that is fine like I don't think that everybody should be looking for a marriage and the reason why I think there's still a debate here is because 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 if friendship isn't the basis of any relationship that you have, romance, work, mentorship, anything, then I think it has a due date. But I don't think that if you place any of the other relationship forms example it's not like if romance is at the basis of your friendship that it has a due date or if um, family is at the basis of your friendship that it has a due date so I think friendship is the only one that we can put there I think the reason why this is a debate is because it often is actually pushed to the side even in relationship research you will find tons of romantic relationships you will find tons on on familial relationships you'll find tons of relationships with the self etc but friendship often gets pushed aside in this conversation and I just think it's very ironic because I think that you can't have any other relationship form without friendship being the basis. Let me just
0: come here from a scientific perspective. The reason why it's that way is one of two folds. Primarily because the people that fund romantic relationships have a stocked interest in funding those studies. Inherently, that does answer your question because it's like, why do we put stock in it? But I do think it's because of the way that the world works. Like the people that are funding these studies are like dating sites. When we say it has a due date, What are we referring to? Because friendship isn't just... Friendship is an umbrella term for all these different characteristics. It's not like a, you know, la-di-da-di-da, here is friendship. It comprises of grace. It comprises of loyalty. It comprises of union. It comprises of similar shared interests. And when we look at those things as individual things, of course we can say that they come under the, the beacon of friendship. But I do think often in romance, that's what people do look for too. However... Whilst romance is fleeting, it is incredibly healing when it does come. And when it does come, it does transform your worldview and expand your notion into different different avenues that you can believe in or different avenues and different ways to take care of people. And
2: Which kind of romantic relationships are you talking about? Because I would say that's not... That, that's not true all the time. Like, it's sometimes that can happen, that it's incredibly healing, it's transformative. Sometimes it just destroys you. So I feel like when you have that friendship... But so do friendships. But I feel like when you have a quality friendship that you're intentional about before you even get to that romantic relationship, then you can experience that healing and everything.
0: I kind of disagree with this. I think that I have had incredibly healing long-term. Everyone knows me. I'm a serial monogamous. When I'm single for more than, like, eight months, people like, (laughs) and So like, I'm a serial monogamist and I have had incredible long-term and transformative relationships. Um, I know the power of partnering with people, but I'm not always my partner's best friend. All of my ex-partners, I'm no longer friends with them at this moment in time.
2: Which is normal. You're saying that the partners that you've had in the past, you had great relationships with them, but you were not friends with them. Are you trying to tell me that you were not friends with them at all before you started dating?
0: No, I wasn't friends with them before I started dating.
2: Or even during the relationship, you didn't cultivate a, rela- a friendship. But
0: it started with romance.
1: But we're talking about relationships that aren't, they're no longer current. But
0: why is the prerogative of a relationship longevity? And I've got friends that have been incredible to me. We're no longer in the same stream of life anymore. That doesn't mean that, that that wasn't inherently incredible.
1: And I completely agree.
0: It doesn't mean that if I saw them on the road, I wouldn't like hug them and run up to them. And maybe we get a glass of coffee. Then afterwards, I'll be like, ah! That, I'm saying, is because of the unique circumstances in how things ended. I also have those, fre- those things with friendships as well. Most of my friends, I know, I've known them longer than I know my siblings. So with my friends, however, there have been seasons in those friendships where we've been super close, super, super close. That season, it might not be here right, right now. But that doesn't mean that those friendships weren't inherently healing when they came. So why is the prerogative longevity?
2: I think that's the difference between romantic relationships and friendships because you're allowed to have that space from your friends, you know? You're allowed to be like, okay, we're both going to different universities. Maybe we won't talk that much during this time. But then once you guys are back in the same city, maybe you become very close again. Whereas with romantic relationships, people aren't really given that grace to have that distance or have, you know? You you have to be like they're everything, right? What is the goal? And what you just said right there, you said, but why is
1: it longevity? I think it's a very personal question, and I guess something we maybe should have maybe defined a little bit earlier is what what does sinking look like? Because mm-hmm. if I've was friends with someone for twenty years and we grew apart, I don't see that as necessarily a sink.
2: Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie
1: to you, when people tell me they're <laughs> after twenty years, I'm like. Oh wow, what a waste of time! I'm not, I'm just gonna be frank. Yeah, I'm really. thinking, what a waste I'm of not. time. Da, 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 da. And I think that is the thing. So I guess I want to ask you both, what is the true goal of relationships?
0: I think for me, the goal of relationships is to hold each other and provide a safe space for healing. How I know that, like, I can be in relation with somebody and like be in community with somebody and be quite close with someone, it's kind of like I see all of the work that they put in to be the person that they are today. And all of the work that I can see that they might potentially put in to be the person. That, but I can see what they're working on in themselves. And I can hold space for that while they hold space for all the different versions of me. And we create a life together in whatever capacity that looks like. So it could look like going to galleries every Saturday because we have similar interests in both like art. Or alternatively, it could look like sexual exploration because, you know, maybe it's my romantic partner and we want to explore intimacy and physical intimacy in that way. Whatever it looks like, it it looks like holding space for each other. And I think that is the goal. You hold space for each other for as long as necessary.
2: I would actually agree with that. I think it's whatever you two decide for that relationship. I don't think there's a set way to have a relationship. Obviously, if we're thinking of like, from the Christian perspective, you know, the goal of a partner is to then get married to them and live for the rest of your life until one of you dies together, you know? That would be the ultimate goal. But I wouldn't say that should be the goal for everyone. I think that's a very specific niche, very religious goal that um, most people have. But yeah, I think in every relationship that I have I basically take it one-on-one like we decide what we want from this relationship and then we move from there like even with my partner I've been with him for a long time but if we broke today I broke up today I wouldn't be like oh the past five years have been like you know a waste of my time like it's not a waste of my time we had a great time didn't lead to something more and now we move on you know that's how I approach most things
0: Renny, I just want to say, I think our approach is very healthy. I think that's the difference between us and the idealistic view that most people might have in the world. And probably that's like a testament to how all of us on the call have like poured into ourselves. Because ultimately, viewing like when something ends as the end of your world, is always going to lead you into the dustbin. There's only one way to go and that's down. And also, why would you want a friendship where you two have grown significantly apart, or a relationship where you two have grown significantly apart, but the purpose is forever. We have also seen toxic romantic and friendships where they're just holding together because it's the amount of time.
2: Faye, I want to ask you a question, actually. So you said that you desire marriage, which I think a lot of people do, but you could literally be married tomorrow if you wanted to. Like, let's be realistic. If <laughs> her face... no you could because there's so many people out there yeah okay
1: wait so what's what's your question that's like i could be married tomorrow is that your question yeah
2: no (laughs) that's not a question (laughs) so i'm saying you could technically be married tomorrow but why have you why are you not married yet i'm gonna answer it for you but you haven't found someone who you have that um friendship with i'm guessing that makes sense to have a long term because you want it forever right i'm guessing that's the goal of the the relationship
1: i i mean ideally and i think it's just not a simple conversation. And I think, Mm -hmm. as you said, we're very blessed um, in the sense that, you know, we've been able to, I guess, see, like, I guess, successful versions of both. We're not just willy-nilly going through life, having this friend, having this partner, having this friend, having this partner. That's actually... I'm finding a rarity like I always say to my friends like I find it so confusing on Twitter when people are talking about their friends and because I'm just like I know <laughs> that's why I find it so hard sometimes to relate but I think something that um Veronica you said holding space for each other as long as necessary and I think as long as necessary is is, is really important there the thing with like friendship and I guess why it's is, maybe my opinion is it's so like strong in terms of like bad friendships because first, firstly like I don't have a first-hand like um, experience with it but secondly because I think with relationships as we kind of mentioned in, in what was the norm so you know finding a partner building a family which you know a lot, a lot of people still do even in like um queer relationships when other people start to get involved it's not just you two anymore when you have a family for example and I think that was really tough. There's such like a domino effect, I think, when like a relationship that was formed in like a kind of romantic sense breaks down. Once it's advanced past a certain level, when you're talking about both and you don't have any like children, for example, let's say you don't have any pets or a dog or, or whatever, you don't have an external thing in that. I think it's very easy to kind of see them in the same way and be like, yeah, you know, you have bad friends, but you have bad relationships, you have good friends, but you have good relationships. Whereas I think as more and more people get involved, the domino effect when it breaks down can be so negative and I think I was thinking to me that's what a failed relationship is it's not necessarily an ending because you can have help like divorces that end up being quite healthy and you know all the external parties aren't involved but sometimes they can be so so ugly and when another person that has been formed in that space is no longer safe I think that is just incredibly dangerous really
0: if I'm gonna be honest I don't think people fail often I think we don't fail as often as we think we do. I think we're a lot harder on ourselves. I think that we're... Like, especially in a romantic sense, people are like, oh, I should have known a short man was going to do this to me! Like, (laughs) um, that's stupid examples. But I think that we're a lot harder on ourselves and I think that the aim of life is to learn to be softer on ourselves.
1: I think at this age, we can say that, but, like, some family situations can be really, really tough. And... Not that you were, but I, I, I wouldn't, like, um, under, like, mind the, the emphasis and, like, the kind of consequences.
0: I wouldn't undermine those, but I think that's for people to define themselves. So, for example, like, you know how you defined a failed relationship as, um, you know, when people get involved and there's toxicity and there's abuse? I think across the board that's... But then also for people that are in abusive relationships having worked with them in a professional setting, sometimes they don't always define because they they see some agency and some things within that. So I think it's when we're having these conversations, it's easy to dichotomize and easy to simplify what we mean by romance and simplify what we mean by friendships to have an easier argument. But inherently what it is, is a complex situation where both are as interchangeable with each other. And when we have arguments that are a bit more complex, maybe we don't have easier, fine-tuned answers as we would have thought because we all came on this agreeing and now I've just seen loads of different thought points you know
1: I guess for me it wasn't necessarily abuse more just like safety if you've held space with each other for say 20 years and you've left who am I to say but to me like I wouldn't really see that as like a failure but I think where the situation can become so unsafe for so many I think like people staying in things that started wrong and staying in things because of maybe like social expectation and then you have the children in that situation growing up in such a turbulent situation i think that's a really tough outcome of something that started wrong whereas i feel like a friendship might not have an outcome that is that has such external detriment Will I make a decision today? I don't really know, but I think it would be interesting to hear your closing remarks.
0: Friendship, romantic relationships, who can say? Um, but in my opinion, I think the grass is greener where you water it, and there is a lot of healing to be had within the parameters of romance that are also available within friendship. But there is a significant reason why we call the different things, different meanings.
2: I am still of b- the belief that friendship is the only ship that will not sink simply because it is the one that you choose and you're choosing with a clear mind typically. With your romantic relationships, often we have a foggy mind when we're choosing them. You know, they say love is blind sometimes and we don't want that. I came into this this conversation like, what, what can you tell me?
1: What can anyone tell me? I kind of came up a bit with like my mind made up, but I think what, this person made me see is that it, it isn't so simple and you know you can be blessed with either and I think your your view can so often be based on like what you've experienced in both but you know it isn't so simple and, and maybe we don't gain anything by no 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 Did I agree with that no I don't I don't agree with that Do you know what I just think that um in terms of like opening my eyes to things I hadn't considered. I definitely have to give that to Veronica. But it's saying that I still do believe that friendship needs (laughs) to be the foundation of relationships. Even God. Like, the reason why I think people, and like, you know, we have issues with religion is because people kind of completely miss that personal element and the fact that you're, in my opinion, supposed to have a relationship with God. That's a good point. (laughs) This is not a romantic relationship with God, It's, it's a friendship. Because I think that i don't know i just find that we learn so much about ourselves when we kind of remove all the other things that we get from say a romantic relationship or another relationship away i think there's a lot of learning and healing to do when it doesn't come with like such an expectation and i don't think that we can remove like that kind of expectation that exists in our world today but where my eyes open like absolutely like, i hadn't considered a lot of those things so thank you veronica and thank you renny the conversation does not stop here follow us on instagram at the underscore tweet us your thoughts at the pod underscore send us an email the at gmail.com and listen to our radio show every sunday live on wizard radio from 5 p.m be blessed stay safe and have a wonderful week
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win